My name is Shishi Davis, and I'm the creator, the founder, and full-time CEO of the mental health brand, Health and Happiness. This week, we're getting into retraining our thoughts. I like this one because I've talked about it previously about, you know, destructive thoughts. And a lot of times, when it comes to our mental health, where it all starts is, you know, in our minds. And retraining our thoughts will get us on the right path to starting new believing better things about ourselves and hopefully getting us started off on the right path so let's jump right in so with retraining your thoughts it's all about you know unlearning what you've previously thought about yourself and then kind of overlapping what what you should be thinking about yourself if that makes sense Um, so what I mean by that is, um, a thought that you might have might be, oh, this whole thing just isn't working out, it's not going the way I need it to, the whole thing is falling apart. That's a very black and white way of thinking about whatever the situation is. Um, the best way to go about that would definitely just be, let that thought happen. Let it be there, listen to it. And then go back and say, okay, it didn't go the way I planned, but this is just practice. This is a chance for me to see what works and what doesn't work. And next time, I might not get it perfect, but I know what not to do. You know, you hear how the two are different. It's not so much about being perfect or getting it right the first time in this scenario. It's just about understanding that, hey, you know what? I'm human. It didn't work out. We can try it again. A lot of times, I think when people think about um, just kind of mental health in general and kind of look at people who are in the light of influencing and things of that sort, they kind of look at it as a quick fix in something that people are just mastering very quickly. But it's something that takes time. Um, Speaking from a personal level, um, you know, I try to be as transparent and candid as I can be on my um, Instagram and Facebook page about where I am in life and things of that sort. And so when I first started college, it was also around the same time that I got my new therapist. And one of the first things that she tried to get me to understand was that I have to, in order to get out of the depressive modes that I can get myself into sometimes, sometimes, excuse me, I have to retrain my thoughts. And I think I was like, except like I was hearing what she was saying, but I don't know. It's, it was kind of weird to think about, but, um, for me growing up with Growing up in church and growing up with a mother who prayed for every tear, every cramp, every failed project, whatever it happened to be, I definitely, um, at this stage of my life, when I redirect my thoughts now, kind of like three months into college, I definitely try to tell myself what God thinks about me. Sometimes I don't really talk about what the situation is, but more so I talk about me, if that makes sense. So, um, 
something that I really struggled with at the beginning, like those, like the first month and a half or so of college, something that I really was concerned about and that really bothered me was I constantly felt like I wasn't prepared for college. I felt like I wasn't supposed to be here for whatever reason, not on the earth, not like a suicidal thing, but just like I didn't really see my purpose for being at college. And so the way I would redirect that thought would be, I'm more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, you know, things of that sort and along those lines. Because I think there are things that I believe in and they're, they're rooted in things that I believe in. They're rooted in God. So for me, that gave me some type of tether to hold on to. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Some type of tether to hold on to and keep me grounded so that I didn't get too lost in that initial thought of, oh, I'm not good enough. Why am I here questioning my existence and my purpose at being at school? You know, I think um, that sometimes it can be hard to get out of those thoughts. You know, we get so hung up in the bad part. In a little tidbit from my psychology class, I learned that our memories are organized in a specific way. They're kind of structured by familiarity and similarity in our minds. And so it's easy when you're in a bad mood to think of more bad situations and more bad scenarios and things that pull out that similar feeling. So when you're feeling bad and you think one bad thought, all the other bad thoughts and all the other bad situations and failed attempts and, you know, failed relationships and things of that sort start coming to your forefront of your mind and you're like, oh, well, that didn't work and this isn't working. Oh, let's not forget about that thing. That job failed. That relationship failed. You know, um, that moment where I tried to reconcile this relationship here didn't work out. And now you're in a tizzy, stressed out, frustrated, and a whole hot mess because you didn't take the time to just... And I think that's something really important about retraining your thoughts is just taking that moment to just listen. Listen to those thoughts that come and go. Our thoughts are... um, like waves. They come into your mind and then they go back out. I think sometimes we try to hold on to that tide that comes in and it's the wrong thing. Sometimes you just have to let them come and go. Sometimes we get so trapped up in that first wave that we're like, ugh, and we don't see the next wave coming. And that next wave could be, you know what? It's okay. Sometimes that first wave is, oh, I failed. And then that second wave is, wait, we didn't fail. That situation failed, but we're so caught up in that I failed that we don't see that reassuring, I'm good, I'm okay, I can get back up wave coming in behind it. And I think that's um, that's understandable, you know, that when you hear that first critical moment, especially coming from yourself, you're like, well, it must be true. If I'm thinking of it, and it's in my head, then it's got to be true. Like, it's me, you know? But that's not always the case, and that's not always true. 
and with that I want to um I want to kind of touch on that feeling excuse me not that feeling but um believing that our feelings are true and that our feelings are fact how you feel is real but those feelings aren't necessarily true um for instance like I when I was talking about the waves crashing in and out that feeling of oh I failed the situation failed it's not working everything is falling apart yes it feels like everything is falling apart because that project that situation that relationship that you wanted to work might not have worked so it's important if it's important to you and you feel like it didn't go the way you thought it would it's understandable that it feels like you failed because that's important to you it means something to you it holds weight but that doesn't mean that it failed that doesn't mean that you failed you have to really look at the facts of that situation or you have to look at it from a perspective of like with redirecting your thoughts you know maybe that thing wasn't for me maybe it worked out the way it was supposed to maybe it didn't work out the way that I wanted to but whatever I did or however that situation played out it worked for someone else and sometimes it's hard to see when it doesn't go the way that you thought it would but it works out for someone else sometimes it's hard to see it working out for anyone when it hasn't worked out for you you know what I mean and um I think that um, also goes into the whole black and white thing. Understanding that every situation isn't black or white. It's not pass or fail. Sometimes it's practice. And for me, that's definitely um, something that I'm learning. That every situation that I go into isn't pass or fail. And I think coming at a grade school um you know that k through 12 area everything kind of felt like pass or fail but i'm learning that especially being in college and kind of being in this semi-adult world that not everything is set up that way that just because it looks that way for me doesn't mean that it looks that way for someone else in doing these um podcasts and doing the lives over the summer definitely taught me that that the that the impact that I have sometimes might not seem like much to me but to someone else it might mean the world I went to um, a, a women's empowerment um, I don't know what to call it event Sunday afternoon held by Miss Senior at Dell State, it's my university, and there was a conversation kind of about empowering women. Well, the whole thing was about empowering women, but there was one specific question about it, and I can't think of what panelists answered it this way, but she said that sometimes the impact you have, you don't even realize that you made that impact, but for someone else, it's like, everything to them 
You know what I mean? Sometimes you don't even realize you're being watched or realizing that all the work, all the hard work and the little things that you do like mean something to someone. And I think that's, I think sometimes that's really important to keep in your mind when you're thinking about retraining your thoughts because it's like you're looking at your situation from black and white and someone who might be 10 steps behind you is looking up at you like, OMG, she's killing it. She's crushing the game right now. Like, I can't wait to be at her level and succeed the way she's succeeding and still thriving and being determined to do what she's doing. And you're not even realizing it, you know? Someone might be looking at you and wishing they could be in your position, praising you for the things that you're doing, watching the way you're impacting their life, and appreciating that. So I think sometimes if you think about it in that aspect, it'll um, it'll kind of encourage you to keep going. You know, I think um, I feel like when I see TV shows and movies and things of that sort, and it's always the mother role. You know, they do everything they can for their kids, and their kids look up to that, even if it doesn't seem like a lot. Like their kids always appreciate it, and I think even if you don't have kids. There's always someone watching and appreciating what you're doing, whether it's for them directly or indirectly or sometimes not even for them, but just something that you're doing into the atmosphere and they see that. Um, basically, all I'm saying is, I know it's kind of like jumbled right now, but all I'm trying to say is that um, keep doing what you're doing. Even if it feels like it's falling apart. Even if it feels like you're not doing as best you can. Even if it feels like you just keep getting knocked down. Keep doing what you're doing because someone sees that. Or keep doing what you're doing because every step you take, whether it's a big step or a little step, it's getting you further to your goal. Even if you feel like you can't do it for anyone else right now because you don't have the strength to, do it for you. Look in the mirror and do it for you. Whatever keeps you rooted and grounded in the fact that you're doing the best that you can, use that to your advantage and keep pushing. Um, it's not always going to be easy. <laughs> I'm learning that most of the time it's not, but when you have people around you who help you and remind you of who you are, and all that you've come from and all that you're going towards, it's easy to keep your mind in a better place. You know what I mean? And remember, you don't have to be perfect. I know sometimes it feels like black women especially are put on this higher pedestal. It's like we have to work ten times harder than white women and, you know... A thousand times harder than men. And so it constantly feels like we have to be perfect or we're not good enough. In that type of thinking, it's, it's hard to um, shake yourself loose from. But I want to tell you that you're doing amazing. And to keep pushing. And I know it's uncomfortable. And I know it's hard and you want to break down and cry. And I am the queen of crying the pain away. So 
I support you with that. Do what you got to do to break yourself free of whatever is holding you back from being what you feel like you want to be. And then dust yourself off. You know, fix your crown. And keep going. It's, it's practice. That's all it is. It's practice. I believe in you. You can do it. Keep going. another yellow brick road i just want to thank you all for listening omg if my memory serves me correctly this is week 10 oh my gosh i've been there's no way i've been doing this 10 weeks has it really been 10 weeks i think it's 10 weeks of podcast omg thank you so much for rocking it out with me and I just want to say this before I do my final closing guys for all my passive ladies out there I'm here to encourage you to go do it go do whatever you've been afraid to do because you're worried that you're not going to be strong enough to do it or that you're going to come off aggressive or that someone's feelings are going to get hurt go do it because I did it and the power I felt when I was done is not a feeling I'm familiar with, but it was amazing. Go do it. Go do it. Go do it. Go do it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'll get into that deeper another episode for another time. But, um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram if you guys want to keep the conversation going at health and happiness 019 again that's health and happiness 019 and you can use the hashtag the grltlk podcast again that's hashtag the grltlk podcast all right you guys have an amazing week you're almost at friday bye